Tell you how, my friends, here we are on the hunt for deeper truths. Join us now. We're going to take a wee bit of a ride. Best to hold on tight. We might take several jumps. So here's a quick preview. Well, it really comes to Romans 1. I think a lot of what we're seeing in our country comes to Romans 1, where when mankind grows apathetic towards the Lord and moves into more of a spirit of rebellion, where they're shaking their fist at God, that God will lower the hedge of protection and the country will, will start moving into sexual immorality. And then uh, God will move his protection again if they don't repent. And then they'll we'll get into sexual deviancy, which we've definitely seen from the 90s and on. And then when it's people still refuse to repent, he'll finally lower his hedge of protection around the country altogether. And, the, and Romans 1 says it gives the people over to a depraved mind. I really believe that we're at the end of Romans 1. And when, when a nation and a people group and even individuals get into a depraved mindset, then the destruction is just around the corner. And Listening to Spiritual Encounters with Pastor Casper McLeod. And now, here's your lion-hearted host, Pastor Casper. My band and I are very pleased to announce the release of our very new album. Just came out within the last day, uh, Black Swan. And we're really excited about it. We got to work with um, outstanding legendary producers. Um, my friend Glenn Taylor, who also produces Tommy James and the Shondells, who I get to play with on occasion. Um, Kenny Lewis, that works with Striper. It's um, one. Of, I think it's one of the best records we've ever done. I'm uh, really excited about it. Want you check it out? You can go to Amazon, Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, all those kind of places, and help us bypass the gatekeepers that you know have such a monopoly going on with computerized music right now and especially in the christian world we should be leading the charge after all you know the lord had music it pre-exists humanity um and the lord asked joe where was he when he created the world the morning stars sang out together and the sons of god shouted for joy so let's shout for some joy check out black swan and now a word from our sponsor for the grandest Well, I want to welcome everyone into 
2021 and let us continue to pray that we live a life that's glorifying to Christ. You know, we read in Matthew 5:16, let your light so shine before men that we see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And I just pray we stay in, in, in a proper balance here with all the strange things that's going on in the world and just stay in extreme faith. Um, just believe for, for supernatural peace and Christ of Gopi love and holiness in our hearts and uh, we can be extremely worshipping the Lord in these, these end times and um, not let the enemies steal your, your peace away no matter what the beast system is um, marking things around right now um, the Lord said behold I give you power to tread on serpents and over the scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall be any means hurt you so let's just do that amen we're so um, grateful to have our friend Nathan Jones here from Lion and Lamb Ministries. So welcome to another Spiritual Encounters. I am your Lion-Hearted host, Pastor Casper. Quick reminder, don't forget to like and subscribe and do all that sort of thing. Nathan, the world seems like it's getting even crazier than the last time we were just on, like a month ago together and uh, a few weeks ago. I mean, what is going on that, that I was looking at the word today in, in Job 12, 23, it says, he makes nations great and destroys them and he enlarges nations and guides them. It reminds me of Psalm 2, where the nations rage in vain, and the Lord sits up in heaven and he laughs. And he's not laughing at the people because he thinks they're funny, but he's laughing because he is sovereign and he is in control. And I think that's our Christian hope right now, because you're right. The world is mad. I don't know if you, you watch, uh, our family likes to watch the uh, New Year's Eve celebrations around the world. Uh, started back in the day you know when you watch the ball drop in new york and then we found out new york is way behind the times you look at dubai and they light up their buildings and uh sydney they get the fireworks and then they get london and even moscow and north korea are having celebrations but did you watch the one in, in uh, new york city it was dystopian i mean there was no people there there's a bunch of women scantily clad throwing their bottoms around uh, to a bunch of people isolated in little boxes and they're interviewing transgenders and, and homosexuals and they, they have no people so they fill them up the streets with one of those, uh, you see them outside of cell phone stores, they kind of wave with the air. Yeah. And it was like some kind of dystopian nightmare. Everywhere there was Kia commercials, but you know, and then they end up playing J John Lennon's Imagine, which I believe is a new agey satanic song. And it was, this was America's representation to the world. And it was a frightening way for me, I believe, to start the new year uh, on that kind of foot. I, I think we've seen it crazy as the new Congress reelected Nancy Pelosi, who has to be one of the most insane person in, in Congress right now. Uh, they started with a prayer to set off Congress by, he's a Methodist preacher, but he's clearly a universalist. He was praying to Brahman and called him a monotheistic God, which he's not. The Hindus have over 33 million gods. Uh, their main concern the first day out is is getting rid of uh, gender and language in, in Congress. I mean, what about dealing with COVID and all the crises in the world? They're, they're dealing with PC language. So it's a frightening, frightening time, uh, Pastor Casper. I agree. It's a terrible way to start off the new year. Yeah, I, I did see a little bit of um, New York is almost like a ghost town today. I mean, the, the mayor of New York is... Um, well, I, I don't want to say anything about the man of not pleasant personally, so we'll just let that one slide. But uh, <laughs> I don't agree with pretty much anything he says or does. Um, 
you know, I, I lived there for a little while as a recording artist back in the day, and uh, it's just totally drastically different now. Oh, yeah. My wife has a cousin who's a fireman down there. He says New York's like a ghost town. The 20 million people that live there, a million people have fled out of the city and moving out. Uh, they're moving a lot down south where they're moving out of states that are restrictive to here in Texas, where I'm located. Uh, you know, we have every third person is coming out of California. They're just flocking to the state to get away from the high taxes and the ridiculous lockdowns. And I mean, as you've experienced, you know that COVID is is a terrible thing, but at the same time, uh, destroying society and all our businesses to defeat it, as I think as Donald Trump said during one of the debates, the cure is worse than the disease. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, yeah, it, when I lived in New York, I don't remember hardly ever meeting a, a Christian. I mean, I know there was some out there, but I maybe in my environment in the world of rock and roll and entertainment, I just didn't come across them. Um, so I was thrilled when I ended up in the Bible Belt um, a few years later. Um, well, you live in Atlanta, right? I live north, yeah, north of Atlanta, was an hour from it, yeah. So as of this day of recording, uh, you're experiencing quite and all eyes are focused on your state, right? They are indeed. Lots going on um, this next couple of days, yeah. So um, this will be out, um, we're pre-recording this at an undisclosed location. Um, but uh, yeah, some very strange things that we, we don't, I think it's one of the biggest questions people keep asking me, what's going to happen, what's going to happen? Read your Bible. <laughs> Just read the Bible, it'll be all right. Take it peacefully. The Lord God is not upset. He's not surprised by anything that's going on right now. Well, he might be a wee bit upset about some of the, the activity that's going on. You know, I, I, we should qualify that. He is upset with the, the evildoers and the weasels and um, their bioweapons that, that they've created this COVID thing and the, the pandemic and this whole orchestrated thing, all because they want to try to, to uh, you know, like Klaus Schwab and his gang, the World Economic Forum. I mean, this whole thing is about them wanting to take away everything you have, everything you own, you'll be left with nothing, you'll be the, the hive mind slave to them, and they're not going to give up the, their lavish lifestyle, are they? I mean, can you imagine Bill Gates and, and his cronies actually taking their vaccination? They know what's inside it. They're not the hypocrisy is, is astounding. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely astounding. It's interesting, too, is the politicians we're pushing the first responders out of way to supposedly get their vaccines. And, you know, what happened to the first responders and the elderly? And there's only two states I, I heard of as of today, Florida and Texas. They're even considering the elderly to get a vaccine first before anything else. And I was reading there's about 150 different vaccines in production or are, are being distributed right now. In Israel, the first country, and this shocked me, that Israel is going to add the fact that whether you got a vaccine or not to their passport and so you'll get limited freedoms based on whether you took a vaccine or not that is an incredible precedent because we know in the tribulation time period to come when the antichrist creates this mark system to control the world's economies then that's kind of like a digital passport and so we're already kind of laying the foundations i, I think china's social credit system the the true system that will be obviously adopted worldwide where millions of cameras judge you and computers watch and they judge you based on your loyalty and you get us credit score rating and higher it is the more freedoms you have the lower it is uh, particularly journalists journalists that speak out against the Chinese government they get restrictions and travel and, and money so 
that is exactly what we read about in Revelation 13. So the foundations of those are coming. As Christians, we can read the Bible and know this is going to happen. So even as, as frightening and, and terrifying as it can be, and uh, certainly oppressive, I don't know about you, brother, but I feel quite oppressed by this world system. We know that this is the way it's supposed to go, as the Bible prophesied, but we know how that ends too, right? Jesus Christ returns. He defeats the Antichrist, the false prophet. Uh, all those who join on the Antichrist side and worship Satan sets up as a millennial kingdom. And it's a kingdom filled with only believers to start. It's a kingdom of peace, righteousness, and justice with Jesus ruling and reigning on this earth. That's the inevitable end to all this nonsense. Amen. And that day is coming quicker than most realize. I um, was sharing with my church um, recently. Um, we, we took communion this past Sunday, and uh, I was talking about how God healed in so many different ways. And the woman that had the um, issue of blood in Mark uh, chapter 5 and suffered many things of many physicians, she went to every doctor they had in Jerusalem. There was none the better. She spent all that she had. She just grew worse and worse. I, and I looked at the, the congregation um, and I said, well, what if the World Health Organization got hold of her today? Um, you know, the Gates of Health Foundation with their DNA changing nanobot vaccinations. And you praise the Lord. He's the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. And he doesn't need um, a mask to heal you. He didn't wear gloves to heal people like the lepers or anything like that. It amazes me. A few people are even asking, well, what's in the vaccination? What are the, the ingredients that they're putting in this thing? Um, and, and, and then even after they take it, um, if you, you know, take this inoculation, you still need to do all the ridiculous draconian laws. You're still social distancing. You're still wearing a mask that hinders your, your breathing so that you get sick breathing in your own bodily waste. I mean, it's just incredible what's going on right now. It's frightening to walk in a store and see people without identities. Uh, and that we used to look at China over the years because of all their pollution and wearing masks and the, the heavy populations they have, you expected to see that. But now to see it everywhere here, uh, where you walk into a door of a restaurant, put on a mask, and when you sit down and take it off, magically the coronavirus can't hurt you anymore. Uh, you know, it's, and, and people are dying. There, there's no doubt about that. But uh, at the same time, when you look at the statistics for death rates in 2018 and 2019, they were just the same pretty much as the death rates in 2020. So, uh, you know, all miraculously, less people are getting cancer and less people are dying the flu and people getting car accidents are being recorded as dying of COVID. You know, there's there's a lot of money being made here. And it's, I know, I, what I tell my kids all the time, it's always about money and power. In the end, it's always about money and power. And that's what we're seeing. It's the love of money is the yeah. root of all evil. And that's what we're seeing here. You know, our, our Lord has implanted in us a divine sense of purpose as we continue in our relationship with Christ. And we, we, we recognize, you know, entertaining poisonous thinking literally blocks. It hinders this purpose from being released in our life. For example, when, you know, you, you bow down to a spirit of fear that God didn't give you, what happens? He stands back. He's the perfect gentleman and lets you have it your way. He gave you freedom of choice, right? And, and, and the scientists that want to argue that we don't have freedom of choice are using their freedom of choice, use that argument. So, uh, <laughs> Excellent point. Excellent point. Wow. Well, it really comes to Romans 1. I think a lot of what we're seeing in our country comes to Romans 1, where when mankind grows apathetic towards the Lord and moves into more of a spirit of rebellion, where they're shaking their fist at God, that God will lower the hedge of protection and 
the country will, will start moving into sexual immorality. And then uh, God will move his protection again if they don't repent. And then they'll we'll get into sexual deviancy, which we've definitely seen from the 90s and on. And then when it's people still refuse to repent, will finally lower his hedge of protection around the country altogether. And Romans 1 says it gives the people over to a depraved mind. And after seeing uh, all that's been going on the last few years, this total rejection of, of God-given gender, binary, male and female, uh, being in, in California, you're reading that they're, they're going to let many sex offenders free out of prison. They're trying to lower the amount of punishment people get who are child molesters. I mean, this is depraved mind. And when you see our, our own government can't even move forward because they're so wrapped up in PC culture that they're missing the bigger problems of the world. I really believe that we're at the end of Romans one. And when, when a nation and a people group and even individuals get into a depraved mindset, then the destruction is just around the corner. And as much as I love the United States and that was founding on God-given principles, uh, we know in Bible prophecy, there is no place for the United States other than as a member nation of the Antichrist kingdom. So our home as Christians, our, our kingdom is Jesus Christ's kingdom and that millennial kingdom that's coming. And that's what we put our hope in. Amen. I, I think um, it, just that sense of normal. I mean, the normal, we, we can't even really use that. I, I, I'm guessing maybe by next year, they'll, they'll strike that out of the vocabulary, like along with husbands and wives and whatever, you know. Um, yeah. don't like the word normal um you know the, these guys that did this bioweapon this COVID-19 now they're you know talking about releasing the twin pandemic the, the COVID-21 right because the people are thinking oh we'll go back to normal one day I don't think so I think we're past that point now um and then you see the people entertaining a spirit of fear which God didn't give you which is sin Romans 14 23 whatsoever is not a faith is sin we're not supposed to fear this thing, but we are supposed to stand against it. Um, you know, it, I, I think a lot of people are just missing it. A lot of the people in the church, right, Christians, born again, professing believers are missing the fact we're in a war, a spiritual war, yeah. every single day. Um, and we, let's not forget, you know, how this past Christmas, uh, they, you know, they targeted the ATT building in Nashville to destroy the evidence of election fraud. I mean, a, a five-year-old child could see that you know, something unscrupulous had gone on in the election. I mean, the whole world figured that one out at this point. Why can't the Supreme Court understand that? I don't know. Would tens of thousands of people show up for a Trump rally and barely anybody wants to show up for Biden. And yet they overwhelmingly voted for Biden by, what are we up to 6 million votes now, supposedly? Uh, things don't add up. I, I am looking forward to when Trump releases his information where he he shows all the corruption and then supports it. And hopefully, you know, there's enough good people in this country that'll stand up at least by the next election, because I honestly don't think that he's going to be able to pull off a second term, at least till 2024. But hopefully it's woken up people to the realization that we have a corrupt system. Now, I was hoping being on a Judeo-Christian country that the corruption would be localized and be able to be dealt with. But if we're talking about systematic corruption, then our entire system is damaged and if that's the case how do you fix that i just historically every empire and nation that's gotten that bad has faced collapse it has to be reborn so to speak as a new nation or group of nations so unless the lord gives us a spiritual revival which according to revelation 3 the church of laodicea being the last stage of the church 
I just don't see a, a international revival or even a national revival until the tribulation time period. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the world so desperately needs the Lord right now. And before all the HMOs, the Lord Jesus came and he, he divinely appointed, you know, he came and made house calls to, to earth. He was freeing multitudes of people spiritually, emotionally, healing their physical needs. I mean, you know, keep in mind, he healed all those numerous lepers, you know, which was a horrible disease. It was, you know, death sentence without wearing a mask or gloves. And he expects the church to carry on with that, you know, the way he directed us to carry on here. Yeah. Um, I think about how many more people there in this fallen world, good people in that sense, you know, and then we've got a handful of globalists that are probably more scared of you than you should ever be of them. Remember when Bill Gates was on um, um, selling his computers and putting viruses in them so he could sell you his antivirus software later on? I mean, I think the more things change, the more they stay the same. So um, <laughs> the Lord called his disciples, observe what he did, you know, go and help make disciples in every preceding generation, right? In John 14, 12, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also in greater works than he shall he do because I've gone to the Father. Well, we can't do anything greater than the Lord Jesus did. We can't die for the sins of the world. But at least if we start doing what he said to do and just in faith, you know, at least pray for people. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, interesting article I read uh, this week by Dennis Prager. He's the head of PragerU. He's a Jewish columnist, not a believer, but he's very insightful about what's going on. And he was writing about the the gentle German or the good German. Uh, back during World War II, when the Nazis were on the rise, there were good German people who weren't supportive of the Nazis, but neither did they speak out against them. They knew something was happening to the Jews, but they didn't try to defend the Jews. And so they were considered the good Germans. And he had a very poignant, I thought, observation is that in the United States and in the whole, most of Western society are now become the good Germans. We're watching the system be take over and even though we're objecting to it it's like we can't stop it and so people are just being quiet and they're you know they're sitting in their homes as as we're supposed to be and and that's a frightening thing because when good people don't say anything evil accelerates and we're sitting and i'm sure your church has been meeting particularly my church has stopped meeting for two months uh, another covid scare our pastor said well i want to protect the people and I've wondered, and as a pastor, I'm an evangelist, so maybe I can get your take on this, but it seemed like when churches shut down, all hell broke loose. And we know the church is the restraining influence in the world. Do you think that as, as the church gets quieter and, and doesn't get involved and meets at home and doesn't get out there in the public, that that's the reaction is this great explosion of evil we're seeing? I, I'm glad you asked that. Um, because over the years, I've had a number of minister friends tell me that not only was I called to be a pastor, but I was called to be an evangelist as well. So I can relate to both sides of this. And um, I think the enemy orchestrated this because, well, the first thing he wanted to do was stop the church from coming together corporately, worshiping the Lord, praying, right? Like after 9-11, where the churches were packed out with people, right? They all came in to pray, repent. Um, you know, it says in the scriptures, you know, let me put it this way. If Jesus healed and did creative cures because he was anointed with the Holy Ghost, you know, places like Acts 10.38, you know, people 
That's really what you need. Everybody needs in Acts 10 38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Mm -hmm. Went about doing good and healing all that were pressed of the devil, for God was with them. Well, then the Lord Jesus has every right to expect us to obey and do this as well. Um, you know, this is like the whole understanding the baptism of the Holy Spirit that comes on Christ's disciples, equips you to, to go into the great end time harvest with, with faith uh, to complete the great commission to the ends of the earth. This is what we're called to do. Um, I've seen extraordinary things happen over the years, um, but I, I think, you know, the fact is that the enemy separating us, right? Oh, now of the social distance. What, where was it say that in the scriptures? When, when did Jesus ever wear a mask and gloves and social distance? Well, if he didn't do that, what are we doing that for? Okay, I get it. There really is a bioweapon that was released. It, it, it doesn't act like a normal flu um, or whatever, right? Because it, it, it affects people differently depending on you know, how it attacks your immune system. Um, but still, we've got to trust the Lord for it all. Amen. Um, Amen. It's interesting when you look at the first, actually the first three centuries of the early church, they were constantly under persecution. Uh, you read about the early churches, how oppressed they were by the people around them and driven out and, and economically shut out. Cancel culture. Cancel culture is nothing new. Uh, you read about the early Christians, how they would be shut out of commerce and trade with the towns that they were in because of being canceled for their faith, and yet they continue to spread the gospel, and the gospel spread all throughout the Roman Empire and beyond, you know, and, and we act like a, a little bit of disease or a few uh, bureaucrats who are too big for their britches can shut us up, and we back down and say, sure, 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 for the good of people. That is, you're absolutely right, that is not what Christians are called to do. We are called to proclaim the gospel fearlessly and boldly and respectfully and not back down, and yet it's right. I guess, and again, this is a prophecy because you read in Revelation 3, the final form of the church age is the church at Laodicea, the apathetic, lukewarm church. And as we saw that Methodist minister pray before Congress, yes, that's the, that's a perfect example of what the modern church is. So <laughs> what a time to live in. But I think the true Christians, I love what Jan Markell calls the remnant Christians. The remnant Christians know, continue to, to pray. We're the ones who will be raptured. We are the truly ones who are saved. And uh, not to toot my own horn, but uh, to set an example, if, if you're not living for Christ and uh, you aren't living a holy life and walking with the Lord, you got to wonder if you're saved to begin with. What are, are you living to be Christ-like? And so when I talk with people who are just going through the motions of religion, so to speak, without the relationship with Jesus, you know, we need to challenge them. So, brother, I'm glad that you has been a pastor and evangelist all these years and have done that. And you too. And you know, when, when this thing started, I know we're getting down to the um, last few minutes here, but um, I was looking at plagues. You're absolutely right. When the, you know, the dead plagues in the time right after the Lord was, you know, resurrected and it, there was plagues in Rome and, and, and the, the pagans, they just kicked the family members out. If you were dying of a plague, they just threw you out on the street, right? Because they didn't believe in the, the true afterlife. And it was the Christians that came along, prayed for them, missed them, and that's the Christianity spread. People got healed, people got restored, and people got the truth through the gospel. Well, how different is it today? Um, you know, we, we got that silly Monty Python where you bring out the dead and soon, you know, so I'm not quite dead yet. <laughs> not quite dead yet. Yeah. <laughs> not quite dead yet. Um, those things were going on, but they were raising the dead. And they still, I mean, in, in our 
lifetime, in the last 10 years, there's, there's numerous accounts. I mean, even secular books written on, on, on you know, near-death experience, people that died for hours that the Lord sent back with, with incredible testimonies. Um, just, just the way the scriptures are coming to life here. So, um, you know, whatever's going on with this, this whole thing, um, you know, we can't always control circumstances and events that happen in our world, in our life, but as true believers, we can control how we react to them. We should be reacting as a, as a child that God would react in faith, trusting the Lord for all things because he's, he's granted us divine protection and, and nobody's going out of here until the Lord allows it. I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? You die and as a true believer, the day of resurrection, you receive the glorified body, like the Lord Jesus. He, he re, we're going to return with him on flying white horses. He's going to set up the new world order, not the one that, you know, the, the Illuminati wants. <laughs> He's going to put the world in proper order. So, yes. uh, and just like how Noah was safe on the ark, I mean, the floodwaters came and, and him and his family and all the animals, right? I mean, so God has given us an ark of, uh, of sorts, um, you know, by faith, Noah being warned of God, the things not yet seen, moved with, with the reverence of God, um, preparing the, the time, the, the ark. I think it's time for us to be preparing here. Um, man's heart failing for what's coming on the earth. So we just need to really, um, you know, remember it's by, by grace we are saved through faith, not, not of the works because of, we've done good things. None of us are that good. That's why we need the Lord Jesus. He's the only one that was good enough to do this for us. Amen. That's why our ministry, Lamb and Lion Ministries, is our mission to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We, we believe, right, we are getting close to that day where the Lord's going to close the ark door. In our case, rapture the church up to heaven. And so we're trying to prepare people now to, for the church to get excited about the Lord's return and also to win as many people as Christ for that before that time. We're also, and I'm, I'm praying that somebody's watching this even after the rapture of the church to get the answers they need, what's going on in the world. And so we leave a lot of our information at, oh yeah, uh, books like you wrote about the Shroud of Turin and my book, The Mighty Angels of Revelation. Uh, uh, I'm glad you got a copy. I, we ran out today. I had to put another <laughs> printing in. So praise the Lord, uh, Jim Markell uh, interviewed me and that book sold and out and I've had to put a new order in for more. So we're, we want to equip people to help you get excited about the Lord's soon return. And, and so I, I just pray for everybody who's watching that if you don't know Jesus as your savior, what are you waiting for? Now is the day to accept Jesus Christ as your king of your life. Uh, I think we've learned that we can't manage our own lives. We see the world's a mess because we have people running the world and people always screw it up. It's crazy for socialists to worship government. Government screws up, but we can trust in the perfect Jesus Christ, the king of the universe to handle all things in our lives. I was thinking about um, how is kind of a clarion call right now for this end time harvest. And I mean, who can't see it? We it's unrecognized except through the eyes of faith. Um, you know, how the Lord said, you know, we'd see the harvest. Um, we have to open our eyes and, and look and see what's going on right now. I mean, there's a great harvest ready to be harvested and there's so few workers. Um, and it just, to me, it's, it, again, it's like, you know, people that don't understand, you've got to admit you're the sinner before the throne of God. We've all sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've got to believe the Lord Jesus, uh, because there's so much incredible proof. Um, anybody that actually looks at the, you know, the evidence, it's overwhelming. He is who he said he is, and he's physically alive, forever alive. Um, you know, we come and confess our, our sins. He's, he's 
forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, Brother Nathan, why don't you lead a prayer right now? Because we don't know who's watching right now. There could be people that are just sitting on the edge that just need a little, you know, could knock them over the feather. They're, they're right. They're, they're right for the harvest. Let's let's do it. Okay, let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for Brother Casper here and his heart for you, uh, his heart for all the people that are tuned in, Lord. Uh, what a pastor. And we just praise you for the men that you, women that you've given us that, that have a heart for you. And Lord, there's anybody here who is a Christian, but fearful of all that's going on in the world. And certainly is a fearful time. Uh, Lord, ease their, comfort them, bring them close by bringing them close to you. Because Lord, uh, you are our shelter, you're a fortress, you're a rock. And you, we can find safe passage. And Lord, I do pray that uh, anyone here who's got fear right now will give that up and hand that to you, Lord, and feel your peace and your joy and your strength. And Lord, if there's anybody here who doesn't know you as Savior, who hasn't surrendered their life to you and in faith, stepped out and accepted you as their Lord and Savior, I pray right now, they'll pray from their heart, something like, dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins, and you please be my Lord and Savior. Lord, we thank you how you promised to forgive anyone who comes to you in faith and repentance, and how, Lord, you cleanse our lives of the guilt. You give us new life, new hope, and a new future so that we can walk out in that world filled with your love, Lord, and share that with others. Lord, thank you for your great promises of a future that lays ahead, a future in your kingdom where we get to rule and reign with you. What an honor, what a blessing. Lord, we look so forward to the day where we can see you face to face. Lord, thank you, Jesus. May your name be praised forever. Amen. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you so much, Brother Nathan. We look forward to, to um, seeing you soon in the next few weeks or so. And um, I loved everybody at Line and Down Ministries. You guys are doing an incredible job over there. We, we pray for you and, and just believe God's going to keep giving you the increase in these end times. Well, thank you. If anyone wants to check out Lamb and Lion Ministries, just go to our website, ChristInProphecy.org. And if anybody prayed along with uh, Brother Nathan, you can contact us here too at the upperroomfellowship.org and we'll do everything we can to try to help you on your journey. Until then, we'll see you here, there, or in the air.
Spiritual Encounters with Casper McLeod is a production of the Upper Room Fellowship and Casper McLeod Ministries. Visit us at theupperroomfellowship.org. This program is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 international license. The intro and outro music is performed by Casper McLeod from his album, Communion, available at theupperroomfellowship.org. In my face, since I learned to pray, I've got a new life in Jesus, I've got a reason to live, I've got a new life.